our father and our mother forsake us, you will take us in. Lord, we say thank you for taking us in. Thank you for being our Lord. Thank you for being our Father. Lord, as we share your word this afternoon, this morning, may your Holy Spirit teach us. May we become all that you intend us to become. Lord, bless your people in a special way this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may all be aware that this month is our month of prayer and consecration and we have been teaching on prayer and consecration i hope you are observing those praying not only when it's only on the prayer line but you are praying and you have set yourself apart setting yourself apart from things that contaminate things that does not bring glory to God, you are separating yourself apart from those things and making yourself a vessel of honor to be used of God. In Jesus' name. Last Sunday, Minister Miller preached a powerful message. The power of one. The power of one. The power of one. How many of you are here? It looks like you 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 don't even praise the Lord. The power of one. The power of prayer, praise the Lord. And one of the things that he said, he said, we are in this thing together. God wants to do wonders. We are all one body. We are in it together. When one person hype, when one person is down, all of us should be down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we also share on Bible studies night. We share on dealing with attacks. In our Bible studies from Acts chapter 12, where we share on dealing how we can deal with the attacks. Praise the Lord. And we told you when it is not if the enemy will attack. How many of you know no if? It is when. Huh? It is it is what? When he will attack. Not if he will attack. Because he will surely attack. And so we said, when the enemy attack, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to cry? Are you going to hide? Are you going to retreat? Are you going to give up? Are you going to curse? Or are you going to protest? <laughs> that the new, the new thing around you now protest. So go protest to the devil. Throw your big flag out in your head. Be protesting to the devil. Yeah, when you attack this one, come with my protest plunger, go to him. That when he will slap you the moon. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we say, it is not down. You don't protest. You rise up and you what? You pray. When Peter, James were killed, then Herod stretched forth the hands to kill Peter, put him in prison. The church said, no, enough is enough. Who said it? The church said, no, enough is what? Enough. enough. And the church began to pray with all season, ceaselessly. They met in the home, in this home, and they was praying. And God answered the prayer. And they didn't even know the prayer was answered. Praise the Lord. 
Angels still are available for our use today. Angels are ministering spirit. Praise the Lord. They are ministers. Praise the Lord. This was after Jesus was going back to heaven. The Holy Spirit had come for state angel came. <laughs> so nobody should tell you it's Old Testament thing. Angels does not appear. Angels does not come to heaven. Praise the Lord. Angels still, God still dispatch angel on our behalf. In Jesus' name. And that's how Peter was released from prison by the angel. And Peter thought he was in a vision. And then the angel said, but man, you want your own now. Then he realized that you were own. That was not vision. This is a reality. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But because the church, the brethren pray. The brethren what? They pray. Say they pray. So prayer is not small. It's not plaything. Hallelujah. When we see things going on, we need to pray. That's why you need to share requests. Don't fight a lonely battle. Many of you are fighting battles alone. That's why you can, you're not getting victory because you're fighting a lonely battle. And we are in this thing together. We are in this what? Thing together. Praise the Lord. Let people say, let people talk. You have people talk, you say, oh, I want people to talk about my situation that your business, I want people to pray for me now. Hallelujah. What I want, I want people to pray for me, for my situation to change. Praise the Lord. Amen. After they can go and talk that their business. Amen. When you're talking, God changing my situation around, then you start praising with me too. Amen. Because when I start giving testimony, you start praising with me. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's time to pray fervently, church. Amen. It is no play time. It is prayer time. In Jesus' name. It is what time? It is prayer time. Don't let this month pass by with all you praying. Fervently, if it means that you have to take out a night praying, you alone forget about everyone else and pray fervently until you see something happen in your life, in your family, in your situation. Don't wait for people to lead you into prayer. Pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. You understand, amen? Yes. Something giving you hard time? Pray. God, I will not let you go. Like, Jacob, until you bless me, until you change my situation around. So tonight, I'm not sleeping. He are not sleeping, you are saying not sleeping. Hallelujah. He doesn't sleep, even, but I guess you're using that. You're not sleeping. You will hear me. You will hear me tonight. Today, today. My God will answer. I'll be singing that prayer and saying, Mary, today, today. My God, you will answer me. I'm not going until you answer me. Oh, okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray, pray. A, pray. a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. We can't be prayerless in this generation. Protest will not work for us. <laughs> Why will not work for us? Protest. Protest. Hallelujah. Prayer will change things. In Jesus' name. I'm excited about this prayer month. That's why you see me just... That, was, that is not what I want to talk about, but you just tell me of oh, hallelujah. 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 So please, rise up and pray. Some of you who are not been praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, you go to sleep. 
We're going to pray. We're going to what? Pray. 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 I'm talking about, I'm not talking about why Jeffrey and Neil Jesus didn't go to sleep. I'm saying, make a determination that tonight, this thing that has been giving me a hard time, it must be dealt with tonight. I'm not going to sleep on the earth. I get a what? I get an answer in my spirit that it has been done. This is the month for it. Choose your own day, choose your own time. We're not going to bring you up. Choose your own day, choose your own time, and see if you turn things around. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Quickly, I will be sharing on the role, your role as a husband, as a Christian husband and father. I'll be sharing with the men today the role, our role. Play your role as a Christian husband and father. You you heard what I said. Play your one. Play your role. As a one. As a Christian husband slash father. Your husband first before you became a father. That's where it starts from. Your husband first before you become a father. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Although we are all born men, we are men. But we are husband first before fatherhood comes about. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So who is a father? A father is a male. Amen. A father is a what? A male. A man. A male. <laughs> Not a what? Not a female. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. A father is a what? A Let the feminine in this country, let them tie a woman to my children and say, oh, they're the men they talk to say that father are male. And they say, you might not even call male in the schools now in America, you're not going to be calling or he or she. They want to abolish it. There are people for the child to make their own decision whether you will be called she or he. Okay. I'm not kidding you. That's the country we live in. Amen. So know this. That them and son, you are a boy, you're not a what? You're not a she or he, you're not a she. Keep that in the back of your head. You are a man, you're not a what? You're not a girl. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So a father is a what? It's a male. Amen. 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 A husband is a male. Praise the Lord. Not two, two men, then they say they want to choose, they want to be the man, they want to be the woman. Not two women, they say that you, you the, father, you the man, are the father. That's not it. Okay. Amen. So don't let this country, don't let this country spoil your mind. Don't let this country support the culture of God's word. God has a culture. Hallelujah. He set in a culture. Praise the Lord. A male and a female. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that's why I get mad when I see people adopting people's children. Two women adopting someone's child. 
two men adopting someone child. Mm -hmm. They are on Facebook. Hey, you don't want to you don't want to born you the woman then? Don't adopt nobody child. Stop adopting people children. And you know, okay. Uh, someone coming to me, you call him quick. Hallelujah. Stop it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So the family. The family is under attack. The family is under attack. The culture of God's family is under attack. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we as the church cannot just sit down idly and don't do anything about it. Praise the Lord. Amen. I just want to, before I continue, just welcome, say, Sue, say, Sue, welcome. Says the COVID-19, we just say new COVID-19. <laughs> Hallelujah. We say welcome. Thank you, Amen. Amen. We love you. We miss you. At least I'm happy to see you. I always see you on Facebook, but I see you now on what? On Red Bull. Hallelujah. On Better Bull. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In Genesis chapter 2, in Genesis chapter 2, verses 7, verse 7, 18, and 25. When God made when God made man and woman, he had the family in mind. What God had in mind? He had a family in mind when he made man and woman. Genesis chapter 2. Please find it, Brother Joel. Start with verse 7 and verse 18. And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his bloodstream the breath of life. And a man became a living soul. That was Adam. Then you read the, the preceding verses tell us about the life in the garden. God, God planted a garden. He placed man in it. Then you come to verse 18. And God said, it is not good. It is not a good thing. That a man should be alone. So you see, Adam was living his solo life, Amen. taking care of the garden. And God said, "Man, you, it is not good for a man to be alone. So I will make him a what? A helpmate. I will make him a helpmate comparable to him. So God put man to sleep, Adam to sleep. Then the first and the white call anesthesia. He did it." Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't went into a deep sleep. That thing they did it to me. That thing, anybody can do anything when they, when they put you to sleep at all. One day I went to the hospital. I just told him, I did. When you know, I was gone. <laughs> I said, anybody could kill me. <laughs> so I would tell them next time, I would, I would bear my pain and keep my eye open. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, uh, God, I was scared for myself. I said, he's going to put them to kill me. They kill me quick. But I don't know for how long I was dead. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So God put Adam to in a deep sleep. And he took her a rib. And what he did? When a formed woman. And he brought the woman to Adam. And when Adam saw her, God brought him a gift. That's why I told you on Mother's Day, women, mothers, women, you are a gift Amen. to the man. You are a gift to men. If you don't know that you are a gift, I told you on Mother's Day, you are a gift. Because when Adam saw his gift, you know what gift? Give me a surprise. And who gave? 
when Adam saw Eve, the woman, the whole mind changed straight. He said, whoa. Ooh, yeah. The other way the program said, whoa, in this country. <laughs> then the other woman then, whoa, the man. <laughs> when she became woman. Amen. Amen. Bones of my bones and what? Flesh of my flesh. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. And when you look, that's what the Bible says. The word of God tells us then God did the marriage ceremony. He said, A man shall leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife. They shall become one flesh. And the Bible says, the man and the woman was both naked and they were not ashamed of each other. That's why you see men and women when they can be a woman when she oh, she, she I'm not talking about the other women and who can expose their body to all the men them. <laughs> they walk naked. All the other men have been seeing your nakedness. Then you won't get married still. Quick. Oh you don't want me somebody ain't want me to say. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see that they, they, they naked all day, they naked in the street. Some of them got a whole, the whole, how do you call it, light bulb outside to everybody to see. The men have been seeing it already. What else to her? They get put on that little piccinini around there, and then they see that they dress. The Bible said the man and the wife were not ashamed of each other. Now, you, I mean, leave that one there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So as a result of so the family is God's idea. It's not government idea. Don't think that America idea family came about. It was God's idea from the beginning to form a family. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the fair and that was the first institution that was established by God. Not the government, not the church. The church is the last institution. The family, if the family gets messed up, the, the, the government is messed up, the church gets messed up. Everything starts from the family. The degradation that we find in our world today starts with the family. Either a father didn't do his work well, a father and mother didn't do their work well. Hallelujah. I'm not saying they can, some of them can do their work well, but still children will have their way. But once you commit them in the hands of God, leave that. They get to the place of adulthood that their business. Praise the Lord. But do your responsibility. And the problem we have today is because of the family. The statistic tells us in this country that among the blacks alone, 74% of the black family children in this country are being reared with all fathers. No father home. The government in this father, that's why the women, some of the women left the house empty with all fathers because they're getting money from there. Oh, yeah, I will get I'm not talking. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's why they don't want men, well, they don't want men in the house because the government say, keep that man out, I will give you money. So he said, okay, go. Don't got no, you be creeping, coming, but every day they get him pregnant. <laughs> they got men, but they get him pregnant. The government know they get him pregnant. How you know the person getting pregnant? How who pregnant in there? But they said, don't stay with the man. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's not how God made a family to be. A family should be consist of a father and a mother. A father and a what? Mother with the children. Praise the Lord. The father being is a God setting up as a corporation. The father being the president, the mother the vice president, and the children the board members. Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah. The children are the board members. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's how God set up the family. That's how God's idea of the family. The children are board members. Praise the Lord. And that is God's idea for the family so that the family will grow so that godless seed will be raised up. Righteous seed will be raised up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's important that you and myself like this concept of what God wants done. God set the, the, set the husband slash father to lead the family, not to control. He, does, he didn't set the father as the one, as the controller general. Not to control. Hmm? He said lead. It's different from, leading is different from controlling. So by you being the head of the family doesn't make you the controller as the head. Oh, you know how the head of the family is the man. You know how the head of the family is, so I must control. No. You put the head to lead. How many of you have seen a train before? How many of you have seen a train? How many of you have seen a train? Put your hand on you ever seen a train in your life? What, what, what is called a train? What part? The whole thing. No. Only that engine, the place where the engine is at the train. And the logo also. Where the engine is, that is the train. Praise the Lord. All the rest of it, if you take that part, those those cars and all those things will not move. So the main car, and so God is saying, look, hook your family, your wife, your children, the father should be the leader. And the wife and the children, all of them hook up to him. That's why he said, that's why the word is used, train of your wife, train up. They must be hooked up to you. That's that word. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it is important that we get to understand that that is what God has placed, put in place. A husband, when you get to, when you understand the word husband, the word husband, husband, that means as a husband you are there, the word hus is the, the husband is the word hus, H-O-U-S-E-B-O-N-D, husband. That's where that word come from. So the father serve as a what? He should be there to be able to bound the horse together. A horse with all a father is incomplete. And that is the problem we have in our nation. Children are growing out in around the world. Children are growing out with all the fathers in the home. Some of them abandon the children. Eh? Some of them, some fathers abandon, leave the family 
and walk out on the family. I'm not talking about those kinds of fathers. We have those fathers. There are other fathers. But you as a father, you serve, we serve in that capacity as a one, as one that should keep the family together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So therefore we have this responsibility when God gave man, 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 he gave him a responsibility. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 9, the word of God tells us that. It tells us that God gave man a response. When God came to, after man sinned, when God came down, the first person that he asked the question was not Eve. He asked the husband. He asked Mr. Adam. Eh? It was Adam. Because God expected him. God said, call. And the Lord called to Adam and said unto him, where are you? Where are you, Adam? Everything has gone wrong. Where are you? And Adam said, well, we heard your voice. And we hate ourselves. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God gave us the responsibility when God calls in the family. The first person he called to is the husband, the father. Where are you? What happening in this family? If the family is going wrong, things are not happening, God will call on you. Don't leave your responsibility to the wife. Praise the Lord. Amen. The wife has her own responsibility and you have your own responsibility. If everyone does the respons will do the responsibility well, everything will work out fine. If everyone does the responsibility right, if I do my part, she do her part, the children do their part, all of us, as we do our part as people of God, you will find out that everything will work well in the family. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I will just share with you quickly what are the parts that man, the father or the husband should be doing. If you read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15, 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 1 to 7, we see those are passages. It says, and you, Father, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the fear and training and admonition of the bring up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Praise the Lord. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 to 7, we see Peter also talking, speaking there to the Father, praise the Lord. So we want to look at three, I will be sharing with you quickly, four points quickly, and I will end. Wives, submit yourself to your, oh, no, yeah. Wives, submit, I see you with verses three. But it should be First Peter chapter three, one, two, seven. But you can read it if you have it. Praise the Lord. The first responsibility that we, <clears throat> the husband has as a father, your first responsibility is to love your wife and children. Love your who? What the responsibility of the father? 
to love your wife and what? Children. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Not even to love the church. Not to love the church. But to love your wife. That Christ, the church, is Christ's church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You heard me? The church, that's why you marry, you marry that woman, you marry that woman as a man to love her. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible is that tells you that if you don't know how, if you can't take care of your home, you should not be a leader in the church. You understand me as a man? You can't take care of your home. Your home is in disorder. Don't be a leader in the church. It's wrong. You order, you in error. Hallelujah. So if your home is not in order, you get results in, Pastor, I'm, I'm not so be in leadership because my home is not in order. The day you get in order, then I will what? come back to leadership. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You understand me? You resolve quickly from any leadership position because you cannot lead the house of God if your house is not in order. You cannot rule in the house of God if your house is not in order. That Bible I'm telling you, I'm not telling you my opinion. And I'm not telling you anybody's opinion. I'm telling you what the word of God says. So we need to follow the word of God. It's good for your own, it's for your own good. So the Bible says in Ephesians, if you read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, 28, and 33, it tells us to love our wife. Husbands should love their wife and children. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is how we go. And how to love, not only as we love our wife, that is the first thing. As we love our wife and children, how to then we also train our children how to love and to honor God in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Joshua, if you read Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, Joshua made a decision. He said, As for me and my horse, eh? he was the father, he was the husband. So, he go, even though he was the leader, a leader in Israel, Praise the Lord. After Moses died, he was the leader, but he did not say, as for me and Israel. Did he say that? He said, as for me and my what? My hearts. If you choose not to serve God, that's your business. That's your business. Praise the Lord. But the, the, the people that already have to lead, to lead is my what? My household. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the what? We will serve the Lord. You ain't want to serve God, that's your business. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so every father should be the leader. If you will direct your family in the ways of God, if they will be directed in the ways of God, it is you who must take the lead. Praise the Lord. I don't care your wife can be a pastor. Eh? Your wife can be an archbishop <laughs> because many women becoming archbishop and bishop, and some of them because the bishop now they don't want to listen to the man. Oh, you know, a bishop, 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, you bishop, but in the house, the man is the head of the family. Amen. Who the head? Amen. Who is the leader of the family? Amen. The husband. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So if your husband says, let us go to church and you say, I'm fasting, <laughs> you need error. You can be bishop, you need error. If your husband is leading you to go to church, to serve God, and then he say, I, want, I, I will do it my way, you need error. Once he is not wrong, he's leading you direct, I mean, rightly, you should follow him. Praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. So Joshua said, as for me and my husband, we what? We serve the Lord. Hallelujah. So, but it is this out of the law, one of the things that is very good is the law that the, the wife or the children will see coming from your life as the leader, that as you lead them, they can follow. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number two, love your wife. Number two, you must be loyal to your wife and children. Loyalty is important. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And you know, many times in our culture, the culture that we come from, because a man is loyal to his wife, the extended family will begin to say, oh, that woman controlling the man. The woman not controlling the man, the man is loyal to his wife and children. That's all. You know, a lot of extended family will say, oh, that man with him, he's stupid. That woman just got him by the nose. Controlling him. No. Loyalty, your loyalty must be to your wife and to your children. That's your first loyalty apart from God. Your loyalty to your wife and to your children. Are you following me? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are not stupid. Loyalty. The woman is not controlling him or he is not afraid of his wife. That is called loyalty and not stupidity. It is a lifelong commitment. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you hear people that say, well, a woman, she can control the man. If the man listening to his wife, he called loyalty. And that's how we must be loyal. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. The man must be loyal to his family. In Jesus' name. Amen. Are you following me? Yeah. Amen. So even your the extended family that bring about these criticism about you, about a man who is loyal to his family. You want to tell me that they themselves, they, are not, they may not be loyal to their family. That's why they criticize a person like that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three. The, the husband or the father, he must what? He must be a living example to his children. He must be a living example to his who? His children. Not to his wife. To his children. He must be a living example to his children. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to and 4, it tells you that a father or a husband will be one, a living example to his children. Praise the Lord. Why not to his wife? He and his wife, they become one. They are one. The people that, and number two, both of them are adults. They are not children. 
So you don't treat your husband as your child, you don't treat your wife as your child. If she was your child, don't marry her. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do what? Don't marry your child. Huh? Oh, you want to answer me now. Because if you treat your husband as your child or your wife as your child, then why did you marry them? They are not your child. You people are what? You people are equal when it comes to responsibility, I mean, to running the family. Because you lead doesn't mean that you evolve, you, you, you control your wife. Praise the Lord. So, your responsibility as a husband, you, one of your responsibilities is to be a living example before your children. If you read Matthew chapter 14, verse 9, Jesus was an example. Jesus said, Jesus followed his father's example. Let, let us go to read that scripture quick. St. John chapter 14, verse 9, and Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. I want to point out something. He said unto him, These things I gave to you, and the king. No. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, St. John 14, 9. In this manner, therefore, I pray, our Heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 6, 9. Then St. John's 14, 9. Jesus said unto him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen the Father, who has seen me, has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus, there are a lot of passages in the scripture. He tells us, I only do what I see my father. This thing I'm doing is what my, I have learned it from my father. I'm following up my father's examples. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm following my father's example. God is his father and he followed his father's example. God trusts you as a father to be your God trusts you with being a father to your children. It is a trust that God has placed upon you. Amen. When God gave you children as a family, as a father, he gave you a son or a daughter, he gave you children, he has trusted these children to you. Amen. Amen. They are placed in your trust. And so you must what? You must do it well. As a father, you must what? Do it well. Be the best example that you can be. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Many families, again, because there is no father figure in the home, the children have no the children have nothing to look up to, whether the girl or the boy has no one to look at as a father. You see, if you re if you look at Facebook today, many children there are saying, Happy Father's Day, Mom. <laughs> yeah, they're sending Father's Day message to their mother. Thousands of children, Happy Father's Day, Mom. 
that's a, that is a disaster. That is a disaster. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God depends upon you and myself as a father. So stop leaving the family to the woman as a father. The problem with the society is that the family or the husband is not responsible for it. The husband no longer take his responsibility serious in Jesus' name. Amen. And lastly, as a husband and as a father, you must spend time living with your wife and children. You must spend what? Time living with your wife and what? Children. First Peter chapter 3 verse 7. Praise the Lord. You must spend time living with your wife and what? Children. That's your responsibility. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But many fathers today do, we, do spend time living with their wives and children. Some of them are visitors. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some of them are what? They are visitors. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They only come on a visit and they leave. And they expect the children to be godless seed. Praise the Lord. You can't expect your children to become godless seed if you, as a father, you are not doing your responsibility as if. This is why a lot of children are crying out for their fathers. A lot of children are, I don't care how successful they become in life, there is a void in them for their fathers, those that are all fathers. Where the father is not in their life, the father don't spend time with them, the father, they have no fathers to refer to. Hallelujah. If your fathers, I mean, if it happened that your father died when he was young as a child, God will always bring a replacement. God himself, he said, when your father, your mother is not there, I will take that place. Hallelujah. God understands and you will always fill in that void. But not when you as a father just walk out on your family. Praise the Lord. You just walk out on your family. That void for it to be filled very, uh, uh, I mean, it's very hard. So I want you, I want to encourage you as fathers in better DFW on this day. Please stay with your family. No matter how tough it may be, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes the women, women can become Americanized. But please stay with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please stay with your family. Hallelujah. Amen. Because it's a lifetime commitment. It's a commitment for lifetime. It's a lifetime commitment. And that commitment you made for better or for wise, for richer or for poorer, in health and in sickness, you must be able to keep up with that commitment. You may don't be a fool because you can't stand before God. Many people are fools. That's why they stand before God and make their commitment and they break their vow. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. When little things, when things come up, where they need some time to pray, sometimes need, you need some time to pray, tell the woman, I need some time to pray. Just be praying, but don't go. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> be what? Be praying, but don't go away. And you, you know you can pray with all God speaking. If you pray sincerely, God will speak. Yes. Praise the Lord. So I want to encourage you as fathers and as fathers to spend time with your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the family is the proving ground for church leadership. God used the family because the Bible says, tells us I told you that the church that we have today is the rep, is a replica. I mean, the church that we have, the family is a replica of the church. When you look at the church and you look at the family, you see no, there is no difference. Christ loves his church. The church belongs to Christ. The church is Christ's bride. That's not your bride. That's not my bride. It's Christ's bride. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you understand the concept of the church, you see the family in it. You see the, you will understand, when you understand the concept of the church, you understand the concept of the family, you can easily understand the concept of the church. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to encourage you, fathers, stay with your family. Play your role. Let us play our role as husbands and as fathers to our children. And when we do that, God will bless us. Because listen, the Bible tells us that husband must do work with your wife with wisdom. Praise the Lord. Remember that they are the weaker vessel. They are weaker than you. Praise the Lord. If if the devil knew that the woman was stronger than the man, he was not going to go to the woman because he knew that she was weaker than him. And secondly, if they didn't have all the information that, that, that it was it was Adam that had the information. Remember before God brought about Eve, he had already planted a garden. He had already given what Adam the instruction and everything before Eve was formed. Praise the Lord. He had the information. So the devil said, I can't go to that. I can't go to that. And that's why you see many children there. Who the children in run to? They know many of them will not run to their daddy. They know the man. Oh, I can go and manipulate mom. Yeah? I want to I want to get something done, I will run to my mom. Because I know when I go to my mom, my mom will rub my father's head, be rubbing his head. Hallelujah. My mom go and rub daddy's head. Oh, you know they they your daughter, your they your son, your then you rubbing in the man's head. But you okay, honey. Okay, honey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I would say, don't rub my head. Start rubbing my head like that. Hallelujah. Get tell me what you want. Don't rub my head. Hallelujah. 
But I want to encourage us as husbands and as fathers. Let us play our role. And when we play our role, everything will fall in place. Because the Bible says, husband must love the wife, not submit to the wives. It is the wife that submits. When both of them work together, when the wife is submitting, and the husband is loving his wife, you can't go wrong. That marriage is bound. That family is bound. And the children see it. The children see it. They will grow up to become godly or righteous seed. And that's what God wants. God wants righteous seed. That not after we leave this earth, our children who we were one time pastor or big people in the church and our children are all around boozing, drinking, smoking, doing drugs and all these kinds of things. I'm not saying the children will not have their own way. But because a seed has been planted in them, they will always return back home. Hallelujah. Like the prodigal son, when they get in our place, they got to return back home. They will what? They will, they will return back home. Because a seed has been planted in them. That righteous seed. And that's what God wants. Righteous seed. So Father, take your responsibility in leading prayer in your home. Let your children see you praying. Let your children see you fasting. Let your children see you reading your Bible. Let them get you praying. Let them see you. Those are the examples that they need to see. Praise the Lord. These are good examples. Don't tell, leave it with the mother. Or everything, let your mother do it. The children see their mother praying, but they don't see their father praying. They see their mother reading a Bible, they don't see their father reading a Bible. Everything about God it is the mother. That's a bad example. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I want to encourage you, Father, take your role seriously. Love God. And as you love God, love your family. God in turn will bless your family in Jesus' name. Amen. May God help us to be all that we need to be. I want the men to just stand up quickly. Fathers, please stand up quickly. Let me pray for you before I take my seat. Those of you who are fathers now and those of you who will be fathers tomorrow, we are standing up. Don't be saying now. If you are a man, stand up. If you are a man, you are a boy, stand up. Hallelujah. I got to plant that seed today in you. In Jesus' name. I got to plant that seed in you today. Praise the Lord. In Jesus' name. We are always let to sit down for you for man. You think you will. Let me ask you something. You think you will be single all the day of your life around you? I don't want you single. I want you married. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just lift your hands to heaven, fathers and men, boys. Once you are meal, just stand, raise your hands to heaven. Father, I want to thank you for these men. Lord, these boys that will be men soon. Lord, I lift, lift them before you. I pray, Lord God, that the responsibility, oh God, to you and to their wives and to their children, oh God, they will take it seriously. In the name of Jesus, help them, Lord, 
Lord, they cannot do it in their own strength, but they depend upon you. And I pray, O oh God, that you will grow up, O oh God, a righteous seed in our families, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. I give you praise. I give you honor. I take authority over every works of the enemy against the male child that the enemy have waged a war against the man, the male child. Today, I take authority in the name of Jesus. Every trick of the enemy that is being used by government, that is being used by any institution to downgrade and destroy the male child, the authority of the father, the authority of the husband, I come against it in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray, O oh God, that the church will remain strong, that the church will be strong, that the church, Christian men, O oh God, godly men, you will raise up, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, that will love you, that will love their wives, that will love their children. Amen. I thank you, my Father. I give you all the praise for their lives. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Pastor, I want to thank you for such a wonderful word. On point, at the same time, interesting. Amen. At this time, I would like to call Sis Faith, Sis Amina Riggs, to do a tribute to fathers. Did I mention that I was asked to do the tribute for Father's Day? Instead of reading a tribute written by some random person we've never heard about in honor of Father's Day, the health educator in it believes that by understanding the why behind something, we are able to gain a better appreciation for it. As we go through this video, I'll take some time to define certain words that we used in our vocabulary daily just so we can all be on the same page and get a better understanding of how that word plays into our tribute. In 
order to make a statement of gratitude, respect, or admiration, we will take some time to understand the history of Father's Day and the importance of fathers in our society today. Father's Day is a day we use to celebrate fathers and their role in the family and in society. Father's Day was launched by this woman. Senora Luis Marta is considered to be the most influential promoter of Father's Day, although there is evidence that a Father's Day was celebrated in 1908 in this state that nobody goes to unless you're singing this song. was just 16 years old when her mother died and her father was left to raise her and her five brothers. During that time, many men who have left their children to make a new life for themselves or find another woman to raise their children, but not Louise's dad. He stayed and took care of his children as a single father. In the year of 1909, while listening to a Mother's Day sermon, she realized the importance of celebrating fathers, especially hers. Louise then drew up a petition to celebrate the first Father's Day in early June on her father's birthday. However, in an attempt to compromise with several local churches by providing them enough time to prepare, she pushed her petition day to late June. This was the start of the first Father's Day in Spokane, Washington. For over half a century, Louise traveled around the U.S. campaigning for Father's Day until a permanent national observant of the day was established in 1972 and signed by President Richard Nixon. Just to make things fun, I have included a Jeopardy question. In a few seconds, you will see that question presented to you on the screen. If you know the answer, please stand up and shout it out. This is where my opinion based on research comes in, and I encourage you to use some critical reasoning skills to come up with your own conclusion, even if it differs from mine. What made William Jackson Scott, her father, special enough to make his daughter want to celebrate him comes down to one word, and that word is attention. This is truly one of my favorite quotes. It states, attention is the greatest gift you can give anyone because when you give your attention, you are given your time and your time is your life. Our life revolves around time. From birth to death, we calculate our time on earth based on time. Take coming to church on Sunday as an example. Most of us dedicate two hours of our life to church. 
We have agreed that this two hours a week that we can never get back will be spent in fellowship with one another, praising our God. When you are giving someone your attention, you are saying that I value you enough to give you my time or my life. This is what Louise's dad did for her and her brothers. His action to be attentive to his children made her realize the importance of celebrating him and other fathers like him. One correlation that I want to point out relates to our month of prayer and the importance of attention. We are in a month of understanding the importance of prayer. I might argue that prayer is important because we are giving our attention to God. We are making a conscious decision to observe, to heed, to notice, and be aware of God. We are taking time to know Him, to communicate with Him. The same goes with Louis' father. He gave his attention to his children. He made a conscious decision to observe, to heed, to notice, and be aware of his children. He took the time to know them. He communicated with them. He took time to stay more than physically present for his children. He provided them with attention that led his daughter to recognize the importance of celebrating him and the role of father. Attentive fathers have a direct impact on their children's future. Studies have proven that attentive fatherhood is linked to better outcome on nearly every measure of a child's well-being. From their cognitive development and educational achievement to their self-esteem and pro-social behavior. Children who grow up with attentive fathers are 39% more likely to earn mostly A's in school, 45% less likely to repeat a grade. 60% less likely to be suspended or expelled from school, twice as likely to go to college and find stable employment after high school, 75% less likely to have a teen birth, 80% less likely to spend time in jail. I say all of this to say in African terms, if you don't want your kids to disgrace you, be attentive. Believe it or not, fathers set the bar for relationship with others. The way a father treats his child will influence what he or she looks for in other people. Friends, lovers, and spouses will all be chosen based on how the child perceives the meaning of the relationship with his or her father. Ask yourself this question. If your child came home with a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, that is just like you. Would you be happy? Children look to their fathers to lay down the rules and enforce them. They also look to their fathers to provide a feeling of security, both physical and emotional. Children want to make their fathers proud and an attentive father promotes inner growth and strength. Studies have shown that when a father is affectionate and supportive, it greatly affects a child's cognitive and social development. It also instills an overall sense of well-being and self-confidence. Young girls depend on their fathers for security and emotional support. A father shows his daughter what a good relationship with a man is like. If a father is loving and gentle, his daughter will look for those qualities in men when she is old enough to begin dating. 
If her father is strong and noble, she will relate closely to men of the same character. Honor girls who model their relationship with others based on their father's character. Boys model themselves after their father's character. Boys will seek approval from their father from a very young age. As human beings, we grow up by imitating the behaviors of those around us. That's how we learn to function in the world. If a father is caring and treats people with respect, the young boy will grow up much the same. When a father is absent, young boys look to other male figures to set the rules for how to behave and survive in the world. Regardless of what the world says, an attentive father is still important to the development of a child he had from making. A woman cannot be both a mother and a father. So on this Father's Day, we take this time to show our gratitude, our respect, our admiration to the father that provided attention to their children, their wife, their family, their community, and to society.